Hi, and welcome to Transparent with Tina. I am Tina Marks, your host. Today's guest has energy, energy, energy. She's a TV host, author, certified health coach, and personal trainer. She was a host of Dancing with the Stars for eight seasons, garnering two Emmy nominations. She's also a correspondent and weekend anchor for Entertainment Tonight, where she was had two Emmy nominations as well and one win. She has her new book called Your Healthiest Healthy, also a community built around that. Up next, Samantha Harris. Welcome, Samantha Harris. Such a pleasure to see you. Yes, we are doing this. This is so fun, Tina. I love it. You know what? That's the first thing I was going to say to you because I was I was watching your Instagram page and I'm going, you know what? This girl has so much energy. I mean, you put me to shit. I thought I had a lot of energy. I mean, you do. You like you are like on it. And and the first question, it's like kind of off the subject, but I've got to know: Did your husband complete the David Goggins challenge? He did. First of all, I love that you even knew that I was because I know I was posting all about. It. He did. I I mean, honestly. So this was. For those who don't know about this challenge, it's a four by four by 48. Every four hours, you run four miles for 48 hours. You can also walk it. You can crawl it. You I just was going to ask that. Get through I, it. Yeah, I was going to see, does he have to run it? So you can walk it too. Okay. But yes. You can do anything. Yes. Like there's no sleeping because you started at eight at night. Then he had to do it at 12. Then he had to do it four. So he did complete it. He did. And it really, it's the nighttime. See, I, I'm someone, I just... I need my sleep and I am, I am just a wreck. You know, the, the immune system drops. Like I just know, but he's kind of this, I mean, he needs to sleep too. Well, yeah, we don't want grumpy man, but he did it. He was amazing. And, you know, I think it really helped that first of all, I have to tell you. So at, uh, let's see, he, he ran a 50 mile ultra marathon on a one mile loop, uh, back in January of 2017. So almost just a little over four years ago. And he had never run even a marathon in his life, but, but he basically was inspired by David Goggins and Jesse Itzler, who wrote the book living with a seal, which where David Goggins, the Navy seal moved in with him and Jesse and Michael went to high school together. So anyhow, long and short of it, he hadn't done anything that productive to like challenge himself. And he thought, you know what, I'm just, he saw it and three weeks later he's like i'm gonna he's like i'm just gonna do this and he trained for really just only about two or three weeks um but i think it helped he started at 8 p.m we all cheered him on and kicked him off i saw that the dog the dog was so funny and you were so patient with that dog <laughs> you were like like that i'd have been like ah i know he's well you know it's great to be the favorite when it comes to your dog it is also a, a curse because then he doesn't want anyone else when he's being really aggravated. So, but the great thing was at, you know, at, at midnight, I went in and cheered him on. I set an alarm. The girls were sleeping with me um, so that they didn't hear the treadmill. And at 4 a.m., I set a quiet alarm and I went in and it was like, way to go, baby. Done. <laughs> not and, as, uh, quite as much energy, I'm sure. The first not time. as much energy. No, I, yeah, there's a point. And then, and then actually the 8 a.m., 12 p.m. and 4 p.m., my, my little one did the 8 a.m. on Saturday and Sunday. I did the 12 and 4 on Saturday and the 12 on Sunday with him. So I, and that, that we did outside. So I think that helped as well. Yeah, he's an he's an amazing guy. I worked for uh, Tom Ferry and he was a guest actually at the summit one one year and I was we were all just really blown away. So oh, anyways, love it. let's Thanks. get to you now. Okay, so <laughs> you you've done, you know, you were you had you were a host of Dancing with the Stars for eight eight seasons, two Emmy nominations, also an Entertainment Tonight uh anchor on the weekends and two um, Emmy nominations for that and a win. Yeah. I actually carry, I feel like I should carry it around with me. I'm so, you know, you, I went to Northwestern university to the journalism school, Medill there. And so, you know, it's like you finally, when you're you know, young and you're, you're pursuing this life and this career of journalism, and then you get to actually win an Emmy for it. I kind of feel like I should carry it around, but it's, you know, it's sitting on a shelf somewhere. The kids yeah. just always want to play with it. So I have to put it up really high. Yeah. Well, let's start there. I mean, how do you, I mean, a lot of people go to journalism school, but not many people land these, you know, high profile positions. So how did that happen? 
You know, honestly, a lot of tenacity. I just, I wanted it so badly. From the time I was 12, when I was growing up in Minnesota and asked my parents, the land of glamour for an agent. I was like, can I have an agent? Is there an agent? Can I have an agent? <laughs> um, but I, you know, there were a lot, there are a lot of headquarters, corporate headquarters, 3M, General Mills, um, Cargill, Target, lots of big corporations are based in and headquartered in Minnesota. So in Minneapolis, so there actually was a lot of commercial print work, industrial films and things like that. And then at 16, I got cast in a nighttime entertainment pilot. It was a, a nighttime entertainment show with like an evening theme, but it was a pilot. And it was the first time, though, that I was able to be myself on camera because I thought you had to either be an actor or a network news person or a local news anchor or maybe Entertainment Tonight, which Access Hollywood hadn't even launched in E news wasn't even a thing, and we, there weren't shows. We only had a few channels. I mean, I'm getting, you know, I'm I'm nearing fifty uh, in a couple of years here, so they, there were only a few channels, right? So it was the first time. This was this mind blowing, eye opening experience, and it. And what it led me to do was get involved with my high school TV station, learn how to write, learn how to edit, learn how to read the teleprompter, apply to Northwestern University, you know, the number one journalism school in the country. Really, it's so good when kids are clueless because I had no idea how competitive oh, it was. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. If you knew what you had to do to, to get right. that. Yeah. Get in. Yeah. yeah. So I'm grateful that I got in. It was an amazing experience. I would do it all over again. Um, and then really you know, moving out to L.A., I, I, did, I knew I didn't want to do local news. I interned at Entertainment Tonight when I was in college. Oh, okay. Okay. So full circle, like being filling in the chair for Mary Hart and being able to be, you know, the weekend host and a full-time correspondent for ET for many years was really a full circle from being an intern. And I would always tell the interns, I was an intern too. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, you learn it from backwards and forwards. So and 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 inter- and so that and then dancing with the stars and so now you're into health okay so yeah. you you wrote a book um your healthiest uh the healthiest your health your healthiest healthy, healthy. eight mm-hmm. ways to prevent and avoid cancer live a longer and cleaner happier life and you also now have a community called your healthiest healthy Right. Yes, your healthiest, healthy community. Yeah. So, so first of all, just to back up a little, I've always been into health and wellness. I mean, out, once I was out of college mm-hmm. uh, and I got to LA and I, I realized, well, I don't have my organized sports like my dance team in high school. I don't have my dance classes at Northwestern anymore. What do I do to stay in shape? How do I stay fit? And that was really the focus, right? The young 20 something, of course, it's all we want to do is fit in a cute dress and look good, right? It was right. a whole different. It's all extra- vanity there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the extrinsic, extrinsic motivation was all myself all day so I can fit in the dress tonight. <laughs> right. Exactly. Right. So it was a really interesting. So I, but I was always into, I was kind of the healthy one among my friends and families where family, where I was always working out. I was always eating, you know, my chicken breasts and with skinless and my, you know, my cheeseless pizza and my egg white omelets. And, and there's an, a recurring theme here, which was, there was a lot of animal protein in my life. Yes. I grew up in Minnesota eating every part of the cow on uh, to healthifying my protein, making it the cleaner, leaner types of, pro- of animal protein. And then at 40, I was blindsided by a breast cancer diagnosis. Yes. And tell us about that. You know, Tina, it really knocked me off my side, you know, just knocked me out, really. Um, My girls were just three and six at the time. And it's interesting because my husband now is 51 and my dad died at 50. Um, He died of colon cancer. Mm. And so here I was with two young girls and I was great. Tell me how old you were then. I was 40 when I was diagnosed. I'm 47. Okay. Okay. And I... You know, what's interesting is that, you know, when you, for, I, for, I was lucky that my parents were, you know, this was a different generation. They were married at 20 and 22. My mom had me at 25. So I was 22 and had just graduated from college when my dad died. But now, of course, I see my husband and how young he is at 51 and how young 50 is. Yes. And the fact that he was taken from us. So here I now was sitting with a breast cancer diagnosis at 40 with a three and six year old thinking, well, I have to raise them. Mm-hmm. I have, I, I, my dad was into my wedding and, and I will be at their wedding. Like we got to figure this out right now. Yeah. So that's really what, where it was a pivotal moment for literally 
everything in my life from how I was approaching my health and wellness to what I was doing with my career and my life's purpose and everything shifted. And I can, I'm happy to go in further on that. And, And, you know, I read too, also that you were given a clean bill of health And that's when you, it was after that, that you found it. So it was after the mammogram that you found it, right? Clear. Yeah. Clear mammogram. I thought, you know, I'm 40. I should get that mammogram thing, set a baseline because I'm so fit and healthy right now. Yeah. Yeah. And it came back clear, which is what I expected. So do to do, I'm going along my day. And about 11 days later, I was changing after a workout. You know, you take off the sports bra, you know, how tight that thing is. You got to circle them around for a second, (laughs) listen everything back up. I, my, my poor sad sacks that had been breastfed and sucked out of nothingness and so my flapjacks had to be circled around and um what i found was a lump and i thought that's so weird i just had a clear mammogram so i went i immediately about a day later went to see my OBGYN. she did a quick clinical exam said it's nothing sent me on my way a month later it's still there let me let me get a second opinion didn't think it was cancer had a clear mammogram went to see my internist same thing quick clinical exam felt around it's nothing sent my Four months later, Tina, the lump was still there, and there was just. This, I mean, was it? It was large, right? Yeah, I mean, it was. It was. It was pretty well. Like, probably about that. It was pretty sizing. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty. Yeah, that's and, large. Yeah, and I mean, to the point that I said to my husband, like, "Am I crazy? Like, can you see this?" He's like, "Yeah, no, I, I, I can see that." So, finally, I went. I said, "Okay, why don't?" It's four months have passed. This thing is clearly not going away. If I'm going to live with this nothing, let's make sure it's really nothing. You can't do that from just touching. We need to go in. Why don't I go see someone, go find an expert who looks at breasts every day, that that is their specialty. Now, little did I know that the only type of expert that looks at breasts every day, besides the job my husband would like to get, um, <laughs> is uh, he's a good man. He's a good man. But, you know, boys, boys and boobs. Um, but he uh, I, so I went to see I didn't realize that the only experts that look at breasts every day are oncologists. And so here I was at a cancer clinic going why does it say breast cancer on the, on the, you know, on the sign as you're walking in, like the breast cancer clinic? Anyhow, we did a needle biopsy, two ultrasounds, an MRI, and oddly, none of it actually detected cancer. So much that I walked into the appointment to get the, the results of the, uh, of the needle biopsy, and she said, oh, good news, bad news. Good news is it's not cancer. Bad news is, yeah, you know, I don't know what it is. And this is the moment where I want to stress how important it is not only to take care of your own health and be your own best health advocate, but also to really make sure you are seeing the best experts you can see. Because this is the moment when this oncologist said, I don't know what it is, but I want to take it out anyway, because I'm just not sure. Mm-hmm. And she did. And I had a lumpectomy, mm-hmm. woke up from surgery, again, reassured it wasn't cancer. No. A week oh later... Yeah. A week later, it's like time to go in, look at the incision, get the final pathology results. I told my husband, I'm like, dude, go golf. It's a beautiful day. I'm good. Who wants to sit in the dark day? It was like a basement. The clinic was in the basement of the hospital. I'm like, who wants to go sit in the basement? And there I sat by myself. As she said, you have ductal carcinoma in situ. It is invasive. And so not only was the cancer there, contained in the duct, but also had gotten out of the duct and was invasive. And that was really where my cancer journey began. And uh, my life pivoted in a moment. So if they did the lumpectomy, how did they find out it was cancer? The final pathology. So in the room, as with any surgery, when they're taking something out that could potentially be cancerous, they do, you know, the down and dirty frozen section, which is the the pathology that's just kind of quick. And then they send it to the, you know, the actual lab where the serious pathologist is looking under the microscope. And that's where they actually determine whether or not something is, is cancer or not. And that's when that's when they figured it out. Um, Just so you know, I'm I like that you say cancer thriver. I do. I'm a cancer thriver too. I didn't, I didn't know if you knew that, but yeah, I, I, had, I had breast I cancer too. And this I don't know why I didn't know that. I should have known that, Tina. Yeah, you should have. You should have read up on me too. Shouldn't? <laughs> well, I thought I did. I looked. I watched your podcast and stuff, but apparently, I didn't read like the fine print. <laughs> the, the fine print. Yeah. No, that mine was. Um, let's see, in 2011. So you know what? T- uh, 
They're going on another 10 years soon. Yeah, exactly. That's a good, we want, that's a good cancerversary, that 10 year mark. Yeah. Well, yeah. Anything past five. I mean, I remember as you probably did every year that you went and you're like, uh, keep your fingers crossed, yes. you know, but I, I don't, did you go, did you have radiation and chemo? I didn't. And the reason, so I was, <laughs> again, we have to advocate for ourselves. We also have to Info gather right the the cancer university, which is the constant as you I'm sure went through as well the constant gathering of as much information as you possibly can speaking to as many experts as you can getting second sometimes third opinions and thank goodness I did so I had certain oncologists say you need you need to have uh, radiation and I had also two medical oncologists say I think you could you could benefit from four rounds of chemo it's a gray area. So they didn't say you have to have chemo. They didn't say you don't have to cap that. It's you decide. Here you go. You decide. So I thought I was going to actually, I thought I was going to do the four rounds. They're like, you're healthy. You'll, you can handle four rounds. And I do realize from, of course, talking to many, many survivors who have gone through very elaborate treatment programs with 20 or 40 rounds of chemo. Yes. Four rounds of chemo by comparison is nothing, but it is still chemotherapy. And it, so they wanted you to do radiation you know, and chemo. They want. They said the the chemo is your call. It's a gray area. Yeah. And then I had two radiation oncologists. One who said you should do it. It'll be a twenty percent chance of recurrence if you don't. And then yes. I went to get a second opinion, and it was actually a game time choice. I actually changed who my second opinion doctor was going to be, oncologist, and I went for a second opinion um, at UCLA. Where they're they they're salaried. They're not paid to keep the lights on. I know I'm a little cynical, but she sat down and this oncologist said to me, "You know what, Samantha? You don't need radiation." And here's why: that 20% recurrence rate doesn't take tumor size into consideration. Well, two new studies just came out from MD Anderson and Sloan Kettering, two of the greatest cancer hospitals in the country, and they actually take tumor size into into consideration. And your tumor size was so small that radiation really won't benefit you. You don't need radiation. So the, the chemo choice was solely mine. And then, well, they both were mine, but then the radiation choice was really based on what this doctor told me. Okay. So did you go ahead with the chemo then? And then at the 11th hour, I pulled out and chose not to. I had cold caps like on reserve to try to keep and preserve whatever hair I could. And I really thought, and then I you know, which little did I know now living my healthiest, healthy life. Yes. And, and right. And, and writing the book and really exploding with the, your healthiest, healthy community and retreats and, uh, and everything about getting the toxins out of, and I know we haven't even talked about that with your, with your viewers, but it was all about getting the toxins out of what's in on and around your body. Yes. That, Cancer itself, I'm a national ambassador for Susan G. Komen and American Cancer Society. I did not realize that breast cancer, one in eight women will be diagnosed with invasive breast cancer over the course of her lifetime. And yet, only 5 to 10% of breast cancers are actually hereditary. And mine was not, despite my dad's cancer and despite right. his. Was yours? No. No, mine wasn't red. My half sister had it, but you know, I it was same father, different mother. So no, okay. nobody, no okay. female in my family outside of her had it. And th there's another common uh, commonality because I was, they recommended me to have radiation and then follow up with tamoxifen, which is mm -hmm. the drug. And I had just written my first book, which is called The Domino Effect: Fear Versus Faith. Mm -hmm. And I, it, you know what, it did not resonate with me. And we're going to go into intuition here in a minute, because that, that's another thing I want to talk to you about, because mm -hmm. you talk about that a lot. Uh, and I, everybody thought I was out of my mind. And I said, you know what, this is not right. And I immediately was drawn to three books. One was Suzanne Summers' book, uh, Knockout. One was Dr. Gundry's book. Back then, it was, it was his, I think his first book called The Diet Evolution. Mm -hmm. And then Dr. Robert O. Young, The Alkaline Diet. Hmm. Okay. So that one really resonated with me. I went on the alkaline. I got, I got, I started drinking alkaline water, 80% okay. alkaline foods, 20% acidic. And, okay. you know, and, and here I am, how many years later, no sign of it. And I am so glad that I did not do that because here's the thing. I went to an amazing, I don't know who you had your lumpectomy by, but I went to Dr. Christy Funk. In yeah, I know Christy. Beverly. Okay. So she did mine. And she said, I said, you know, I'm not doing the radiation. I said, what else can we do? She goes, well, oh, so you had a lumpectomy, not a mastectomy. So usually they do lumpectomy with radiation as one option or mastectomy as another. So you did 
I, well, that's I, that's I didn't me. do the radiation. I did not do the radiation. Wow. I, I told wow. That's I was not cool. Do it. And here's the, here's the deal. I said, Chrissy, I'm not doing it. I said, so what are my other options? She goes, well, um, we could cut more around the tumor. Right. Because the radiation is only to get the cells that they can't detect. It's right. just kind of like an insurance once they take yep. that out. to. And I'm like, well, that's a no brainer. I don't care. Take, take as much as you need, as long as right. I don't need the radiation. And you know what? Why don't they tell people this? I have a question for you. So if you were, if you were already of the mindset of take as much as you need, why didn't you have at least a unilateral mastectomy? It was so tiny. Mine was really tiny and mine was a very lazy yeah. cancer. She said to me, Tina, <laughs> you know what? You probably could live with this the rest of your life. I'd rather take it out there. I was like, okay, fine. Let's just take it out. But you know what? I just had read too much. I was reading a lot of Kevin Trudeau's books. I don't know if you know who he is. I mean, he was in the boardroom, you know, um, when he was working for that side. And they said, well, you know, well, this drug's going to, you know, everybody's going to have liver disease after seven years. And they said, yeah, well, by that time, we'll have already made our profits. And that's when I just went, what is going on here? You know? Mm -hmm. And that's where I went. And you, 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 you talked about it too, because I was reading a lot about your, not only your guest appearance form, but I went on a crusade and I started looking at everything in like what I was putting on my body, my shampoos, you know, there was like three ingredients that are cancer causing in this. And you know what, every woman that I told after I had it, I said, you know, start with the alkaline, do this. Well, if that were true, my doctor would know. Okay. No, that's not true because Mm -hmm. Doctors in traditional medicine, you know, out of all the hours of their education, they have less than an hour of nutrition. I know. It, it, every time I hear that stat, it baffles me. Baffles me. Baffling. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, you know, we, we, we don't want to go too much into this, but we both get it. And ladies, you know, if because everybody hears that C word and most people just go, Get it out of me. Get it out of me. But the one thing I'm sure you're going to agree with me, Samantha, Mm -hmm. is that you can cut it out. But, you know, it is your body's way of telling you something is wrong. Okay, so you can cut it out and then it comes back and people are, why is it coming back? It's coming back because you didn't change whatever it was that caused it. Lifestyle, eating. For me, I realized it was stress. It Mm -hmm. was if you undereat. It causes a lot of acidic in your body. If you overexercise, these are things that are supposed to be good for you, but this causes an acidic body. And when you have an acidic body, it's a breeding ground for disease. So Mm -hmm. there we go. You know, so that, so that I'm guessing is what propelled you massively into your health, your book and your community and everything else. It did. I mean, it really, once I got the research and I, and I realized Oh my gosh, it's what I'm putting on my body. It's what I'm putting in my body. It's yes. how I'm dealing with relationships and toxic relationships that are you know, heightening my cortisol levels, the stress hormone. It's about building resiliency and a positive mindset and and integrating all these things that I didn't even know needed to be part of my life and it ignited something so powerful in me, Tina, that I needed to be able to share it with other people. It is what pivoted. Look, my entire life from the age of 12, as I said, was focused on the TV world. I wanted to be on TV. I wanted to do these amazing, huge shows. And I did. And I'm grateful for them. And I would and I would do them again in a heartbeat. I really do love them. Mm-hmm. Although I think especially my entertainment news jobs created a lot of stress, right? I had to be on call 24-7. I had to be on a plane at a moment's notice. Yeah, look. Not so bad to fly off to Spain to hang out with Tom Cruise on the back of a Ducati. At the same time, I want to be with my little ones at home. And I want to be able to have some preparation and know, oh, I promised I was going to be at your school play. But guess what? Mommy's got to get on a play. Tom Cruise is calling. Right. So I know. Well, 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 little Love Island. I get that. No, I I hear you because I'm being faced with the same thing. I mean, right now, I mean, my social media girl goes, you know, you really need to start being able to juggle more balls. And I'm going you know, I'm a single mom. I, you know, I have this and I'm also a coach. I coach 40 clients. Mm. I'm like, where Jeez. am I supposed to do this? I mean, you know, right. and she's, she's like, you've got to do it. And so I, I understand, but that brings me up to intuitive. Okay. Mm. In your intuition. Okay. So let's talk about that because, you know, you had said 
when you are loving here, here's what I, I, I saw that when we are loving ourselves, our intuition can speak clearly and freely. Let's mm. talk a little bit about that. Okay. So let, let, take it away. Yeah. Well, no, I would look it, it, it's, it's so pure and clean just in that, right? When we love ourselves, when we show ourselves compassion, when we tune in to what's happening inside us and listen to that inner voice, that is where the magic happens. Yes. And that's where the detriment happens when we don't, right? Had I not tuned into my little inside voice saying, figure out what this lump is, Samantha, I may have waited too long. It could have metastasized right when we went in the first time, right? It, it was slow growing. And maybe like you said, maybe I could, have, I was stage two because it went to a lymph node, but maybe I could have lived with it for my whole life. Probably not, but so who, but we don't know, right? Yeah. So when we, but here's the thing, in order to be able to listen to ourselves and listen to that intuition and listen to that gut, how, whatever word you want to give to describe what that is, we have to take care of our bodies. We only have one vessel to get us through our lives. We need to feed it the things that it needs to nurture it, to grow. We need to silence our mind enough because if we're not quiet, if we're not turning off the, the pinging of devices and the, the constant barrage of emails and phone calls and even you know all of that to just get quiet, when we don't get quiet enough to listen to our inner voices. Yes. We can't tap into what's going on. We can't take care of ourselves the way we need to. And I think we, we so often talk about, oh, show other people empathy, show compassion. And then we forget, we forget to show compassion for ourselves. We forget to go easy on ourselves. Yes. And that's where, you know, self-care, whether I'm dealing, whether I'm working one-on-one -on -one with my private health coaching clients, or I'm working with the community of the Your Healthiest Healthy community um, as a group. I talk to them all the time about how important self-care is. We have to take care of ourselves. It is selfless, not selfish to t have self-care. I say that, you know what, and we've been conditioned to believe when we put ourselves first, that's selfish. And you know, there's yes. so many things that we've been taught that is just backwards, you know what yes. I'm saying? And you yeah. know, it's true. If you are not, if you don't have it to give, you know, if you don't, if you're not giving to yourself and, you know, I was listening to Brendan Richard this morning, he was talking mm -hmm. about this too, because he had a near life, a life death experience. And he said, mm -hmm. you know, when you really start to honor and have a reverence for life is when you realize there could be an end. I mean, we all know at some point and this year, you know, I turned 58 this year and it was really monumental for me because oh. I was going no more messing around. There's right. no, you know, there's not an abundance of time. You know what I mean? So anything that I've been thinking about doing, I'm doing it. It's not, I'm not putting it off, you know, right. And going back to the intuition. One more thing that I totally agree upon too, is that you were talking about how it comes to you in your dreams. And I was just saying this like a month ago, uh, it does come through to your dreams because your mind is quiet because it's so busy all day long. And I've been, I, I said in uh, my last interview this week, I was saying, when you get that inspiration in the middle of the night, you know, how many times do you, I don't want to get up and write it down. I'll remember it. No, you won't. You know no. what I mean? And I do now I make myself get up because it's some of my best ideas, mm -hmm. some of the best content that I could share to my listeners or anybody who wants to listen, you know, mm -hmm. so going along with that. Okay. With eating. All right. Yeah. Intuitive eating. All right. There are so many things out there. And like I said, I interviewed um, Dave Asprey recently. Okay. Oh, great. Yep. Yeah. And um, okay. So here's where I go into a market. Okay. Can't have that. Can't have that. Can't have that. I mean, <laughs> and I was reading about your smoothie and that's what I used to do all the time. And I put kale and spinach and everything. You know, Dave says hmm. no rock and you should never eat kale. He said, it's a garnish. Never, at least never raw and never raw spinach. Why is that? I, you'd have to listen to the interview yeah. again, but he, you know, He's spent $2 million on body, body, uh, biohacking his own body. Right, like, right. Here you get that. Right. Then you have Dr. Gundry with the lectins, anything that has a seed, any fruit that is not picked when it's ripe has lectins and it's going to interfere with your gut. I mean, seriously, my head is spinning. I mean, what would you, right. are, are you with that too? I, no, I'm not. Because, well, here's the thing. I think that there's so much information. Look, the thing that even read, led me to write my book 
which doesn't give answers to any of those specific questions. It gives answers to a lot of other stuff, was because there wasn't one comprehensive action plan for how to get the toxins out of what's in, on, and around your body. Because there are so many different gurus who stand on their pedestal and say, this is the one way of eating. This is the one way of doing things. And just like what you said, it is head spinning, mind blowing, overwhelming, you're crushed under the pressure of what can I do? What can I do? It's too much. It and is, it's got to stop. It is. I mean, I was sitting there going, what am I supposed to have for breakfast? If I yeah, can't no. have a smoothie because they have the seeds in them. Oh, eggs. By the way, I've been listening to medical medium. I don't know if you heard. Oh yeah. yeah. Yep. He's saying no eggs. And I, I am having gut issues right now. And mm-hmm. I'd stopped doing my smoothies and was doing eggs every single day, probably for the last year. I mean, I'm supposed to do everything. Did you, so wait, did you stop, stop? Did you stop the smoothies because of the gut issues and switch to the eggs? No. Or- yes. I kind of thought, well, it was kind of both. I mean, I was starting out and I thought maybe it was like, cause after I'd have the smoothies, I'd feel like a real heaviness in my stomach. Really? Interesting. Yeah. So I think there's something more going on. What was in your smoothie? Uh, same thing as you chia seeds. And I heard about that chia seeds and flax seeds, diverticulitis. Okay. That I would put kale in it. I would put uh, spinach in it. I put almond butter in it, uh, mm-hmm. almond milk, Osei, the Osei, yep. Osei smoothie packets I'm doing now, the, uh, Acerella, Acerella, you know, which one I'm uh-huh. talking about? Yeah. I haven't seen, um, blueberries, pineapple, mango, and, mm. uh, and then protein powder. And was it a plant-based or weight or weight protein? Plant-based. Yes. Yeah, no, no, I stay away from weight. So, I mean, look, I mean, I'm back on that now. I'm back on that. Okay. Oh, good. Okay. Yeah. And are you feeling, you are, you feeling better? I am feeling better. I'm not, but you know what I did do last week? Huh? I stopped caffeine. I've been on two. Oh, I mean, like, oh, that was the other thing. Are you a total caffeine person? The green tea, the matcha green tea you put in your smoothie too. Right, right. You know, I am telling you that has changed my life because you know what? I was feeling very anxious. I have a lot of energy anyway, just like you. Yeah. I was taking, but I was putting like collagen, the raw cacao in my in my coffee, right? Right. Because it's a great antioxidant. Right. It also right. has caffeine. I didn't know that. Okay. The cacao. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I was doing two. You know. Oh, I only yeah. had one glass of wine. <laughs> <laughs> It's a good glass. I had two cups of coffee, and then right. I would have my all natural energy drinks because they're good for your hormones. And I wasn't sleeping at night, and I was filled with energy. And now all that I can sleep through the night. Interesting. So I don't think I'll go back to it now. You know, I'm just. No, I have a question for you though. But so you're saying you did coffee and matcha and the cacao all in the same day every day. I wasn't doing the matcha. I was saying you, I saw that you had matcha. In oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. God I was doing the, yes, every day, the cacao mm-hmm. and the collagen and the right. coffee, the, uh, the bulletproof coffee with the MCT oil. Oh, right. Right. And mm-hmm. then in the afternoon I would level 10 is Tom Ferry's wife's. Um, and she's my doctor's functional medicine doctor has an energy drink, but it's got natural caffeine in it. Mm-hmm. But I was doing two of those a day. Oh, wow. Okay. So, I mean, right. That's, I mean, that is a lot. Like I don't, I have coffee every so often. I, I do have a Keurig and I have like my little pods that have a filter that's not plastic and that's, and they're all organic. And I have both regular and decaf and on, especially LA has been so cold lately. Um, <laughs> but it was 43 degrees this morning. I'm just saying. Oh, I know. Oh, yeah. for, for a Minnesota girl, I know that technically that was, that's, that's a warm day where we're like the convertible top is down. But now that I've been in LA for this many years, I'm like, Ooh, I have like, that's my time. sweater on today. I'm like, Oh, it's so cold out. Um, but <laughs> so I will, I will have coffee from time to time, but I don't, but I don't have it daily. I do have my matcha in my smoothie every day, but it is so potent with antioxidants and cancer fighting compounds. And it is so good for you, even though it does have a, a little bit of caffeine, but it's not, I don't feel the effects of having the matcha, the caffeine in the matcha personally. So I, like you know, everybody said, weren't you getting jittery? I'm like, no, I just couldn't sleep. That's why I stopped it, you know, and I was okay. feeling very anxious, but I like, I wasn't getting jitters. It wasn't like, I got, I need my coffee. So, right. you know what? I, I, you know, I've been without it, so I'm just going to stay without it. Right. So, well, I mean, I think one, you know, a couple of things you, you said, obviously, first of all, what you've been listening to and all the different things of what can I eat, the lectins and the this and I the phytates and can I eat this? Can I not eat this? So a couple of different things with, with, you know, whether again, what, when I'm talking to people about, about this and coaching, everybody has such a unique 
chemical makeup of their bodies and a cellular structure. What works well for one person doesn't necessarily work well for somebody else, right? It's bio-individuality. And so the two things that I, I really stress are one, don't just do exactly what someone else is doing if it isn't working for you. And the other thing is when you're so overwhelmed by all the potential changes to make in your life, whether it's for your foods and going more plant-based whole foods as a foundation, whether you want to be vegan or paleo or whatever, it doesn't matter, but the foundation ideally should eventually be whole foods plant-based, but small manageable steps, whether it's when it comes to your makeup, I'm not saying throw out your entire makeup bag because it's full of drugstore and department store brands that are toxic. Start with your foundation. Skin is your biggest organ. So buy a clean foundation that's clean and green, not green washed, not something that just says it's paraben free, so it must be clean, right? And I'm happy you guys can, anyone can go on Instagram at Samantha Harris TV and DM me and I will or make a message in the comments. I try to get back to everybody and I can try to give you some tips to where to go and how to find these clean products that really are wonderful for your makeup, for your skincare. But when you're making these changes, or even if you're trying to get meditation into your life or workouts, let's say you're a couch potato and you're barely getting off the couch to move your body. Obviously, we know for longevity, you have to move your body every single day. It doesn't have to be a burn to the ground. I know some of my videos on Instagram of me working out can be a little bit insane and high intensity, but you don't have to work out where you're literally burning your ass to the ground every single day, dripping in sweat, where you feel like you're going to literally burst your heart through your chest. No, it just means moving. It could mean walking outside for five minutes, listening and honoring yourself, and then taking small manageable steps to say, okay, I'm a couch potato. I don't work out at all. I'm going to commit to one day a week. Yes. I'm just going to walk for five minutes. I'm going to walk around the block. And we, we live in this world where we're always trying to strive and set that bar so high. And I'm going to, this is sort of like a drop the mic moment, but I'm going to say, set the bar low. I agree. And I, I agree. Otherwise, you're not going to, you're not going to do it. You're just not. Right. We have and, to, you're gonna, right? and you're going to feel like a failure. And I, you know, the other thing I was listening today too, is that you, what, you know what you do, you set yourself up for that. And every time you don't fulfill a promise to yourself, you are signaling to your brain, your brain doesn't trust you anymore. Your brain goes, you've already said you can do this and you're not doing it. And you, yeah. you get this mistrust within yourself. So I totally mm-hmm. agree. Do set the bar low because you set it too high. You know, you can't, we don't, we don't move like that. And honor yourself for the small wins, not just the big ones, yeah. the small wins, right? Yeah. And I don't think we do that. We're the first ones to tell ourselves, man, that what you just sucked on that. You know what I mean? Right. And, and right. the last time, you know, you say, even on, you know, I have all my clients at the end of the day, write down everything that they did, because you know, what's the time you feel like I didn't, I didn't get anything done today. But if you write down a list and you put a little check mark by it every single day, that's what keeps you going because otherwise it can feel like sometimes it feels like you're not getting anywhere. The weight's not coming off fast enough. This isn't happening fast enough. I'm not getting in, you know, further in my career fast enough. But if you look every day, then you can really see what you have done and give yourself praise and, and, you know, obviously the affirmation, I do affirmations every morning, gratitude. I do my meditation. I do visualization, absolutely exercise. Absolutely. And mm-hmm. I was, I just had Jen Cohen on last week and she was saying that it's very, very, oh, yeah. like, is there, Jen Cohen, like Jen Cohen, the fitness trainer person yeah. who lives in LA. Yeah. Do you know, Jen and I, Jenna. Okay. So wait, small random story. But so Jen and I both lived in Brentwood when we were in our like you know, early twenties and we were like super good friends. And I went to, is it when I went to New York? I think, or maybe it was when I went to Broadway. No, I, I, I was, I went out of town for something. Oh yeah. I was doing a summer. That's right. It was summer 2000. And I was on tour. I was on a 23 city musical theater tour with Eric Idle of Monty Python and Jen sublet my bedroom. <laughs> oh, really? And yeah. I, well, hold on. I also read that you were Roxy on, on Broadway. I was in Chicago on Broadway. In Chicago. Yes. Oh yes. my God. And I was you 35 and my little one was 21. Wow. So, so are you guys, do you still talk? 
No, it's so funny. We every blue moon will cross paths again, but we know we live. I moved to a different side of town, and you know we just haven't seen each other. And right. she wasn't, you know, I wasn't doing what I'm doing in the fitness and wellness business and lifestyle, and she wasn't doing fitness at the time at all. And we were right. both in totally different careers. And it's funny that now we've just started. Yeah, it's so funny. And, and yeah, because she was in the music business for a, a, when she first came out here from Canada. But she, but she was saying it's so important to move your body in the morning because a lot of people like yeah. to do it later in the afternoon. And there's so many reasons that you should, even if it's just 20 minutes, she said, it's true because you know, with the gyms being closed, I mean, I used to constantly block out nine to 10 30 to go to the gym and take my classes. Yep. And now with the gym, I'm like, okay, well I'll do it later. And it's true. The later it gets, the more likely you're not going to do. And she said, like, it's true. You got it hanging over your head all day long. Oh, I'm going to go work out. You know, it's not right. something, I mean, we know we feel great after, but it does take, you know, a, a lot of it does to get it going. Well, and that's I think too. That's that's one of the things too. And I love that you even just mentioned like moving for twenty minutes. So with my your healthiest healthy community, every week I do a live health coaching session. I do a live workout. And I do a live special curated expert guest, either in the wellness arena or celebrity guests. And one of the things about the workout is. What's great about live and virtual is you can do it at home. It literally takes the start to finish time that you're there. You don't have the drive time. You don't have the chit chat or the getting up from the parking garage and all of that. And I love that we also build community and that same feeling you get from being in a classroom somewhere. We also can get from being in the community, working out together. And I change it all for, you know, for all levels. And I do everything from kickboxing and hit to yoga and Pilates and bar. And then the health coaching sessions every week vary. So um, I did one session on intermittent fasting, one on building a whole foods, plant-based diet on a sleep routine, on calming your anxiety. So all these different elements are so important. And we just need to, and you can listen to them while you're in your car live or listen them to, you know, to them later, but getting that workout in even 20 minutes is so awesome. And that's one of the reasons I'm not leading an hour long workout because I feel like I, again, setting the bar low, you guys can fit in a 20 minute workout. Let's work out together. Let's do this. And, and, and that's every what Friday you said. Um, no, so the live workouts, I actually, everything varies because Obviously, with so many people in the community, not everyone can always make the same day and time for anything. So every Sunday, I put out a schedule. Here's what's happening for the week. Here's when it's live. And then you can always catch it. I host it. So it's through yourhealthiesthealthy.com but that, where you sign up. But then once you're signed up, it's actually hosted from a private Facebook group because everyone's so familiar with Facebook oh, anyway. Right. And let me just ask you. Yes. How, how, how often, how, how many, how What's your timeline every day for your workout? Is it an hour? It's not 20 minutes. It's probably more. No, no, it isn't. I mean, no, no, it's not. It's, I've it's, seen your body. <laughs> I do aim. I do aim 20 minutes. <laughs> I would say anywhere from, from, from 50 minutes to an hour, sometimes okay. a little longer, depending on if I'm on a, usually it's only longer if I'm on a hike yeah. or um, sometimes I'll do a run and I'll go like today I did a five mile run. I was done in 55 minutes, which you do That's the math. Right. That is an 11 minute mile. I'm not, I'm not running very fast. There were some hills in there. Um, I do a 13 mile bike ride once a week. So I try to get outside when I can, but I also have some live classes that I take. So I have the ones I teach and then I have the ones that I take and I do two live classes that I take from an instructor who I love um, as well every week. And then I do an app once a week. So, and then yoga on the weekends and a hike, if I can get it in. Perfect. So let me, let me ask you this three takeaways or, or yeah. two takeaways for our audience. If you know, we have, you know, nutrition, we have exercise, we have so many things. If, if somebody could just implement two or three things into their daily life, what would that be? Well, when it comes Starting to off. your, yeah, when it comes to your nutrition, really aiming to get more veggies into our lives is is really key. We all lack in fiber. Um, uh, the average grams of fiber per day by the average American woman is about 12 or 13 grams. We really need closer to 30 to 35 grams a day. So when we are really consuming lots of veggies, so fill your plate half full with veggies half. at every meal. When you sit down to a meal or snack, think, how can I get more veggies into this meal? So that's number one. Um, and what you will find too is it will crowd out. It will move out the ability within your stomach to be able to even have the room or the desire yes. for all the crap, all the nutrient deficient 
junk food that we end up eating all day long, right? The, whether they're empty calories, empty nutrients, we end up wanting more because our bodies aren't getting what we want. But when we fill our, our belly with the food that is so full, chock full of phytonutrients and nutrient density and all the great micronutrients, right? The vitamins and the minerals, that's when our body says, okay, now we're talking. I got this. This feels yes, amazing. And exactly. my energy's up through the roof and I can accomplish and take on the world. Yeah, exactly. So, and all right. So that's number one. Feeling, okay. Go ahead. Yeah. Perfect. What's number? No, 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 go for it. I love no, it. No, I tell me how you get so amazing, you know right? We wait for, we wait to feel better to start executing like that, but it's the opposite. If you do that and you start feeling better, then you want to do more. Then you start raising the bar more, yeah. right? Okay. So that's number one. So true. And one. And if, and if you start your day with, I mean, I know we talked back and forth about the smoothies, but I start my day with this amazing smoothie. And let me tell you, and it's so big, it actually lasts kind of throughout the day or throughout, throughout half the first half of the day. But when you set yourself up to start with a meal that is nutrient dense, you now think, okay, well, gosh, I was going to go grab that bag of Cheetos, but I don't want to. I started the day so well, or I feel like sitting on the couch, but you know what? I started the day so well. I think I'm just going to go take a walk with my dog, right? You, and you start to make choices. You're setting yourself up for success, for healthful success. So that was number one. Okay. All right. Number two is, again, we talked a little bit about cleaning up your beauty routine, getting the toxins out of your, your makeup products. So I think the easiest thing to do is just, like I mentioned, swap out your foundation for a clean one. You can do, you know, you can use up the one you have and vow never to buy it again, or you can chuck it right then and there and replace it with something that is going to be beneficial for your skin and your longevity. What about <laughs> what about eyeshadow and lipstick? Same oh, thing. everything. Oh, everything. But with small manageable steps. I don't want people to be overwhelmed. Lower the bar. Just start with one product covering the entire face. Start with that. Then maybe the concealer. Then maybe start to work towards your lip glosses because we tend to eat them up a little bit throughout the day. Right. And then the eyeshadow, right? So just slow, progressive steps. I'm not suggesting that anyone has to go right now and take all the money that they spent on their beauty products and dump it in the trash. If you're there financially and you can do that, high five. And again, DM me. I will tell you so many great places to go. That well, have I'm already telling that. you. So you need to... <laughs> You need to let me know because seriously, I want, I want to know because I will, well, I can, I can tell you guys, right. I can give you a couple options right okay, now. Give, give, give me right now. All right, so there are wonderful uh, online retailers that have done you know, the legwork for you. Now you can go to environmentalworkinggroup.org, EWG.org. Um, the environmental working group is a, a nonprofit that ra- that does so much work. They do stuff in Washington to, to make sure legislation changes, but also they have a rating system. It's, they have an app called skin deep and it has a rating actually for food as well with pesticides and all that, which is very oh, important. Okay. Um, so they have a, a rating for, for the pesticides um, as well. Or, 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 sorry, the rating for the pesticides is called the Dirty Dozen and the Clean 15. So when going for organic, if you want to spend your money on just the dirtiest of foods, you can try to make sure that you buy the Dirty Dozen foods, which are usually, ten, they, they update it every year, tends to be strawberries, blueberries, um, apples, grapes, most of your, the different types of lettuce. Um, but now we're talking about beauty. So when it comes to beauty, EWG, you can go ahead on in their skin deep database and enter in a specific product name, and it'll give you a rating of one to 10, one being the cleanest, awesome, go for it. 10 being the dirtiest, most toxic, harmful, full of carcinogens and endocrine disruptors. The let me guess, <laughs> Chanel's probably not the cleanest. <laughs> Dior, to say that most of the up. brands that you would get when perusing the aisles at either the fancy department stores or even the drug stores yeah. for the most part are pretty dirty yeah. um, and pretty harmful. Can I ask what you use? Um, I use, I use a variety of them. Oh, wait, wait, I would tell make sure I don't forget. So, but there are some, you can go on EWG and enter in the name and they'll give you a one to 10 rating. You can also enter, look at the back of the product and start to familiarize yourself with the ingredients names so that you can start to understand which ones are harmful, and which aren't. And you can enter that name of that specific ingredient into the database and it will tell you exactly what the score is for that. For those who don't have the time to do that, cause that takes a lot of time. There are online retailers that have done all the dirty work for you. They've gone in, they have a list of 
specific ingredients that cannot be sold on, on in any product on their site. And those websites are Detox Market, Credo Beauty, Folane. How do you spell Folane? F-O-L-L-A-I-N. Okay. Another great resource just for products in general is Made Safe. Made Safe has a, now a Made Safe uh, seal. Actually, EWG also does EWG verified products. So you know if it's EWG verified, or you know, we, we know with, when it comes to organic for our food, right? So EWG verified or Made Safe, uh, the Made Safe seal, both also, it's like being buying something that's certified organic, but when it comes to beauty products um, or cleaning supplies and things like that. So that's something to just keep an eye out for. Um, so those, and then the other, and you asked me, oh, what do I use? Oh, God, I, there's a brand that I love called Crunchy. It's Crunchy with an I instead of a Y. That's actually the foundation that I have. Actually, I think it's pretty much everything that my mascara on right now. C-R-U-N-C-H-I. Yes. Yeah, they're great. They're, they're kind of also Beauty Counter is another one. So Crunchy and Beauty Counter are both um, multi-level marketing, right? So they're direct to consumer where they have reps who sell it kind of like, um, uh, what's that? Um, the pink Mary Kay, you know, kind of like Mary okay. Kay back in the day, right? They have the rep. Um, so Crunchy is fantastic. Um, Beauty Counter has a lot of beautiful, beautiful makeup. It's also very clean. But then there are other brands. I mean, there's there's so many. Um, there's one called RMS that has a lot of like dewy, uh, beautiful, very creamy um, consistency. Uh, natural looking makeup. There is one called Ilia. I mean, they, I could go on. There's t- there, the good news is. There are so many options. We just, you know what? I am we think so about- grateful that you brought this up because you know what? I was doing that and then I kind of got away from it. And mm-hmm. uh, so anyway, I'm, I'm, I'm so, yeah, glad that- Well, and here, I mean, here's the thing too. It, this, it, the, the same thing that I would say about your food applies to your beauty and skincare products, right? Ideally a 90-10 rule, but even an 80-20 rule. So when it comes to your food, if you're eating- cleanly and plant-based whole foods 80 or 90 percent of the time and the rest of it you're having some french fries and ice cream <clears throat> i don't know anyone who does that um okay you know it, it's got to be okay um and conversely when it comes to or similarly when it comes to makeup and skincare products if you have that one beauty balm or that one mascara or that one item that you just you just can't part with but everything else in your makeup arsenal is clean mm-hmm. honestly i wouldn't worry about it right Progress, not perfection, right? Progress, not perfection. I always say that too. Yes, absolutely. Oh, I just love talking to you. This is awesome. I, I know. I've got to have you on again because you know it turns out. But you know what? You have been such a blessing to have on the show. And like I said, we will because we have so much more. But it's amazing how much we have in common, isn't it? We do. We do. I know we have to talk offline about a lot of that stuff. I love it. We and do. For- for anyone who is, you know, who's watching or listening, I, I give a lot of content on my Instagram, Samantha Harris TV. Um, I that's also that's all one word, Samantha. There's no Samantha Harris. Yeah, because Samantha Harris was already taken. I'm oh. Twitter and Samantha Harris, but Facebook and, and Instagram, whatever reason, I had to add the TV onto it. Okay. Um, and then, and then, if for those of you who are interested in learning more about what my you know, membership community offers. You can check all that out at yourhealthiesthealthy.com. And that also has information for my private one-on-one coaching, which I'm sometimes taking new people, depends on what my schedule is. So if yeah. that's interesting to you guys, can uh, can talk, contact me through there as well. But yourhealthiesthealthy.com, because I want you all to be your healthiest healthy. I agree. I agree. And that's why I do this show, because I always want to bring people on to be their best selves. You know? Yes. Yeah. Awesome. Well, so great having you on and thank you all for coming and listening today. If you haven't joined my uh, YouTube channel, it's Tina Marks TV and my podcast is Transparent with Tina um, pretty much on all platforms. So we will see you next week.